good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you happen to be, handy listeners, such as you are, and welcome to this episode, <laughs> I can't actually remember, four uh, of Roll Dice, Eat Rice, hopefully I've said that the right way around. Um, I am joined this week by uh, Al, I'm going to go with Al, uh, Grandmaster Al, I think we can we can now refer to you as, uh, a recent victor at the uh, element games sweatbox uh, grandmasters event good evening how are we doing how are we doing that sounds that it's, um, it sounds good in the year of that name i do like it what's that grandmaster al yeah yeah it's quite good that's fine it's about time we've had a grandmaster flash uh so <laughs> about time for an l um i miss element games and i was d- delighted to see that things were going on there and al thank you very much for coming to join us fresh from your victory as ever, uh, Roll Dice Eat Rice, we concentrate more on the tournament lists of what people are being prepared to take to tournaments. And I've had a number of people on take uh, talking about things that they they might be taking to tournaments or things that they're considering for tournaments um, or have taken to tournaments and done reasonably well. You've won a Grand Masters event, so it seems only appropriate <laughs> to, to have you come on and discuss your list. Thank you very much, very much. Yeah, that's something we can do, I think, so... So let's start right at the top with your theme. What have you gone for and why? Um, in this case, we have gone for the old Flexbomb mercenary theme, um, just because there are certain elements within the list that require, um, <laughs> they just break your break your normal um, uh, Minamoto clan lists in this case. Um, so the inclusion of the Great Pilgrim, predominantly being one of the linchpins of the force, kind of requires it to go into the, the, the Ronin theme. That's fair. Uh, so I hadn't mentioned the clan, which I probably should have done, to be fair. To be honest, anyone that's listening to this has seen me write it in the title, so it doesn't really make a difference. But it is the Milamoto clan that you've gone for. And just just for my own benefit, really, it's the uh, it's the ordered for battle, not the strategic deployment one that you've gone for. That's the one, yes. Yes, that's correct. Just Perfect. And that's, I mean... List tailoring, or I mean, list tailoring makes it sound like a dirty word, but sort of that level of uh, being able to tailor what you're doing to your opponents, uh, incredibly beneficial mm-hmm. in a tournament setting. Um, but there was, is it? I mean, you've mentioned her, you've mentioned her already, and we'll come back to her um, fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. But is it purely for the inclusion of uh, the Grey Pilgrim that made you sort of? not look at the traditional Minamoto themes or was it just the I need to be able to swap in certain models or certain cards in and out of my list as the day progresses? Uh, predominantly it was the Great Pilgrim. Um, she was quite a late inclusion. Okay. I really started playing with her like maybe two weeks prior to the actual tournament. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure everyone that lost you is, is delighted to hear that. <laughs> oh, it's just a, just a list I threw together. Um yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> her inclusion is the, the strength of the model, which we can come to later, um, was the predominant um, reason to choose um, that particular theme. Well, you yeah. know what? With just, upgrades, she, she is the most uh, expensive model in your in your list. It seems that she's a pretty key linchpin aspect of it. Let's let's just jump straight into her now. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so the, the Grey Pilgrim in it herself is a very 
efficient use of rice. She, she's very much, in my mind, she's up there with like Hiroto and like the eldest brother in terms of like mm. cost to effectiveness. Um, she offers a whole bunch of attributes that you don't easily or just don't have access to within minimal. Sure. So she's fast. Um, she has the ability, and this is the biggest one by a country mile, is the fact she has that range stun. Um, sure. which can then leap onto a second model so your initial target um, is your setup piece right I want that model damaged I want the model stunned for when the samurai engager um, mm. and that in itself is just it's huge because there's not any easy access to setup within Minamoto um, yeah, yeah. so there's no control elements there's no soft or hard control elements um there's no range stuns there's no there's no key feats that you can access so being able to put that out of range makes their job that much easier uh, sure i mean you've got a degree of positional manipulation with the the frisbee lads uh, you know banging people around but not quite the, that same sort of i'm going to put an incredibly effective debuff on you that stun can do it like you say um the fact that you can use uh Ragen's rage to kind of like bounce it around the table a bit and stun multiple models i a friend of mine plays a uh my friend ellie plays a prefecture of ryu list that is not too dissimilar to yours and as a a, a jung player with Ragen at the center just you know just uh, just lit me up like a christmas tree yeah um, and i <laughs> and just it, it's that three inches on a two by two board where you're all trying to be in probably a couple of pockets of four or five inches is incredibly impactful it looks to me like it's one of those abilities you read and you're like oh that'll be fine that'll be really easy to keep all my models outside of three inches or <clears throat> you know you kind of go actually i don't want to have i don't want to rely on this ability because three inches isn't that big actually in this game three inches is is quite significant Oh, it really is. It really is. Um, and that's further compounded. You have to get your damage roll off, so obviously that's one of your kind of caveats. But again, yeah, yeah. it's then further assisted within the list by the use of the fire camis buff. So not only do you have a stun... Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, day. And it sets them on fire. So yeah, it gets, it gets pretty nippy as well as being a, a debuff um, to mm. models. So that in itself is, is quite, quite strong. Um, and I guess, you know, with her ability, because it's a lightweight ranged weapon um, and her movement five, there's actually quite a large portion of boards that you can you can get this into. Oh, very much so, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of it. Like her, she moves up her two, her two activations worth. She's 10 inches up the board if she hasn't. Mm. And often that's the case. She doesn't need to because, like, she probably wants to, bravely cower behind a samurai in all, in all likelihood. Um, I mean, that's fair. Uh, and let them then take the initial brunt. But she's obviously then just in the position she needs to be to, to fire off um, a bouncing shot for a second activation quite often. Um, and then so it, it, it's kind of a combination of, A, she's an incredibly efficient use of rice anyway, but that is compounded by the fact that you're using her in Minamoto, in a place where you don't have cloud walk, you don't have lightning reflexes, you don't have six sense, you know, you just let alone range stuns. 
I mean, that's it. I mean, she also helps you mitigate, as I said, like <clears throat> the nature of the board can is, is obviously quite a quite a small um, mm. uh, um So if you've been sloppy with your movement, hopefully you won't have been. Um, I, I mean, in terms of getting yourself um, roadblocked or getting caught caught in a choke point, she helps you mitigate these sort of things. Um, mm. So, oh, I've kind of um, got that myself, um, got in my own way there. Um, but she obviously, that cloud walk allows you to mitigate that. So that's, again, just a very useful aspect to have. The sixth sense is incredibly useful in a faction that has access to no sixth sense. Other, yeah. A theme, I think, is the only way you can actually get it. And that's for the very first turn of the game. So not any sort of offensive sixth and, sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because I've often, when talking about Minamoto, I have described that sort of you're trying to almost delay the inevitable fight for as long as possible. And if you can delay the fight for two to three turns, a uh, push, you know, you're effectively denying what Minamoto really, really want to be doing for a sizable proportion of the game. Mm. And I guess what the Grey Pilgrim brings to your list is that she's forcing you to have other mental bandwidth because you can spend all this time so like all right i need to watch my positioning i need to be aware of what the craig pilgrim's up to because she can really start um taking some numbers and handing out some debuffs particular with the, you know the cami that you you've mentioned that will come to later on and you almost kind of like forget and then these lads in armor four with giant tetsubos come and you know pound you in the face i mean i mean that that's kind of fun the list is there for brawling really mm not any really long there there's a lot of shooting and that kind of plays quite heavily into forcing that kind of engagement and like you're saying like if you can get away with not fighting minamoto the longer you're doing it you're probably onto a winner but you're happier <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the, the longer you're not suffering from blunt force trauma the better um, yeah. but if you are having um dog balls and fire and lightning basically rain down on you all the time that you're not fighting in melee. Um, Did you say dog balls? That's beautiful. Yeah, that's the sort of um, <laughs> somewhat, um, unfair uh, uh, of the razor discs that um, Akemi throws. Um. <laughs> it's not like now you said it. It's it's I entirely see it. It's perfect. Uh, um, interpretation of it. Um, so that that kind of plays into the kind of the brawling nature. I will move up. I will rain shots down and. Well, you can stand there and take it, or you can try and maneuver. Well, that's the thing. Like, if I'm getting shot at by a crew, generally what I want to do is to try and get into close combat as quickly as possible. Uh, and I'm not sure I do um, against this lot. Quick question for you: uh, a, a conversation, um, my good buddy, Mr. Campbell Dandy, the most Australian named man ever. Um, <laughs> have it's it's brilliant, isn't it? Um, He's our local Tengu player, and we have often discussed the seemingly weirdness of a model with both reach and push defense. Because how do you find it on her, or is it just not a thing that comes up with uh, with the Grey Pilgrim with the way you use her? Um, it's fine. I mean, it's just something to have ultimately. Like if you, she is there predominantly to provide range support. So if she isn't. Mm. And you haven't had a chance to activate for electrify, I think it's called. Um, it's yep. or you don't use the key because you want to bounce with said key. Um, mm. It's an option to 
disengage where you otherwise wouldn't have one. So it's fine. Um, well, that's the thing I find this weird is like I've got reach, so I'm going first, but actually I want you to go first so that I can push you away. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the nature of it. I mean, it gives you, yeah. it just gives you options, I suppose. Like, yeah, that's fair. Um, so like, yeah, that's fine. You, you, it rolls in. you do raise an, in an interesting thing there, though, with the Grey Pilgrim. Perhaps in some of the other, whether she's in uh, Temple or Ryu or even Shiho, there may be a better opportunity to get key onto her with the Minamoto. Minamoto also not particularly famed for channel or leech or anything like that. Is the key that she has on her the key that she has on her? You know, is there, or is there any way that you can sort of finagle extra key onto her? No, there is literally zero ways of. Doing that. <laughs> Your base rules, so no. Um, the key is almost universally used for jumping. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, there right. are there are places and with different builds where electrify becomes more prevalent, but in in this one, it's very much provide the rain pressure, um, get that fire spread about, get the stun spread about, and like force force someone to make bad decisions. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and you've got Hotei's coin on her. Hmm. Which yeah. um, probably uni- one of the best best bits of equipment that you can have. Very much so. Um, universally, it always falls off though on the very first shot. But you know, any farmer keeps saying I'm being too greedy with it. But you know, you know, so there, it's there to be used. So you know, just... sure makes sense. Um, so uh, it's again, it's just to kind of keep that consistency rolling for as long as possible, um, and mm. keep, if it's going to be a success level level. From a success level zero to a success level one or two to a three, um, just yeah, try and get as much uh, mileage out of your uh, limited key as you can. Um, yeah. Anything else on the Great Pilgrim before we move on? Um, six sense, um, useful just in general, stopping uh, those getting ambushed as easily. Just keeps like Bakamono slightly more honest. Um, <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, and and then obviously being soulless has its own large, excellent. Um, just yeah. one of the finest buffs in the game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's just excellent for a cost. Turns out, Grey Pilgrim, really, really good. Really, really strong. If, if, I mean, if I wanted to provide a countermeasure to her... Um, Ooh, secret if, Yeah, Secret Tech. Um, I was saying to this, um, to um, Ryan, my um, final opponent, something like... Uh, a fan on something like a Jade Mamba can yeah. be useful in the middle because a lot of the time her bracket, as, as effective as her shooting is, she's rarely going to go up point blank to use it because that's going to mm. leave her vulnerable. So she's sitting generally shooting at medium or long range. Um, and then if you're being able to bodyguard and that if you're in the center of the jumps, if you've got a, a compacted force, she's just saying it's not easy to necessarily dodge all that. You can then mm. have something something equivalent to a Jade Mamba if you've got a bodyguard within your list. Can then jump about with the fan, taking level zeros or being missed entirely, and to yeah. sort of mitigate that quite quite effectively. But that's so. yeah, that, that's interesting, especially with uh, Manu the Buto who can still bodyguard while he's exhausted, something along those lines, or um, or even the time traveling samurai with his I'm going to put every, every range defense two on everyone. Yep. Uh, on the entire board. He's a delight. Love playing against him. Um <laughs> thank, thanks, Ellie. So uh, quite oppressive um 
uh, there, there are ways to mitigate it. I think that's probably one of the sort of the better ways to do that. So if your meta shifts towards a Grey Pilgrim heavy uh, Minamoto life, uh, and let's be honest, you've just won Grand Masters. I'm sure there's some people netlisting out there, and there is nothing wrong with that. I really want to stress that. Um, yeah, if you're the other people, some kind of bodyguarding, some kind of ranged defense, you'll probably see benefits from it. Makes sense. So Minamoto Nico then. Minamoto Nico is just a very it's big lad with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a huge amount of detail there. Um, the main takeaways are it gives you access to a much more reliable combo attack than fire. Yes. Fire can we technically have combo attack? I have never used it. Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because one, they don't have the dice for it frankly um uh, but nico does and nico has a range of attacks that are quite useful um mm. including stuns stun being a big one yes i think stun zero is potentially stun again zero is just real good superb real okay. real good so that's that's obviously a, a go-to um but it does give you he does give you an access to getting a like a good combo so if you're mm. the, really like bash a skeleton or or, or knock down something that is uh, durable um yeah often I, I, when i run minamoto he is a big favorite of mine particularly if you then give him the wazzy sword from the blacksmith whose name escapes me um and you can get rid of hiroto and run round um yeah <laughs> um, he's seven wounds he's armor four Bravery, melee prowess, resistance to split attack, steadfast. Slank. You can't dodge against him. He's going to combo attack against you. And if you do get a whole bunch of wounds on him, he's going to have sweep attack zero. Yes. Which do full damage. Yes. Sweep attacks that do full damage. <laughs> also, theoretically, if you started to get particularly tricksy, um, you could hit someone with lightning, stun two models, then go in, use hasty bear, get sweep attack, and then knock them both down for full damage as well. Jeez, because of course you could just split attack into two stun models. Yeah. So that'd be pretty funny. Never done it, but you know, yeah. Yeah. it's it's on the table. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, and... that, I mean he's just a tank. He is good at resisting key feats. He is just great at resisting. Had him fight two Shiho Samurai um, and basically um, just tank both of them. Almost died, but I think he's down to one hit point at the end of the fight. But <laughs> he managed it. He managed it. He's just a, he's just a solid, solid ball of stats. Um, um, and I guess like you don't really worry about control and things like that, even from the likes of Kato, because of that resistance to... I mean, I would, you, you, you could worry about it. There's not much you can do other than the roll itself. And ultimately, if they're going to go for it, it's going to be a risky roll on their half. So, you know, fair play to them if, if, if they want to go for it. And I mean, like, that's, I think that's a, a, I think that's a good ethos to have for Minamoto in general and just the kind of whole, look, there's not a lot you can do about it. So you might as well just get on. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's the mid, if they're going to stitch it into a banner, yes. Do you find when when playing Minamoto that it's kind of all on you? 
if that makes sense like there's no real point where dice are going to save you where a real janky play is going to save you it's just kind of like like these are really really solid models if i fuck up <laughs> it's, it, this is my fault uh, yeah probably to be honest but there are times um where you're like okay so i need to land this range attack oh triple one that's unfortunate so <laughs> that's, that's important that did happen during the turn but um it happens happens to everyone doesn't it like oh I just yeah yeah to... no exactly oh, you gotta put yourself yeah. put yourself in in a position for dice to be good is kind of why i always say um so yeah i mean he's just that's he's, he's just all round solid there's no bit of a hero yeah he's just he'll tank he'll resist he'll bash someone with a club i mean that's <laughs> you know that. <laughs> um rio then is there much difference in a way, yes, I suppose. Uh, Rio's more, and I, he's more niche. Uh, mm. I was going to use the word finesse, but that's probably not appropriate to Minamoto. <laughs> uh, finesse for Minamoto. <laughs> so, in that Nico is four dice, he's resistance. Rio is three dice, and he doesn't have resistance. So, he is, again, he's, he's much more vulnerable to something like control. Um, yeah, yeah getting like um hypnotic gaze and stuff like that um so you have to be slightly weirdly slightly more careful with him under certain mm. however he is the... also in some ways much tanky or not much tankier he has the potential to be more tanky and he is has... that durable from bez resilience um very much so and so under a more limited set of circumstances he will outlast Nico and mm. he can take an absolute what would otherwise be an absolute thrashing even someone like Nico um, so say Nico had been and also he has the fact um, his inability to be not knocked down that immunity to being proned is a massive thing for him sure and just in general being immovable is is so important under I'm going to go and stand at this zone and there's not a great deal you can do about it I, I'm here now so um, yeah unless you've got a, a lure or a control or something that's that's, mm. that's what I've done um, and also his damage potential under in certain circumstances again higher than Nico's because of Brutal um, so yeah he, Cleave is so good yeah uh, um, like having plus two weapon strength and plus two Brutal is I do a similar thing with one of the other combat fatties in STS and it's just it's a wonderful combination that just makes your heart sing. <laughs> um, so and also obviously he again finesse is not perhaps the right word, but his positioning um is more important when you do a charge with Rio, you get your okay. you for a cleave, you're going for a slam because mm really want to fight someone like if it's a really top-end samurai maybe it's more efficient rather than sitting trading blows with them um to fire said samurai into or only just just fire it knock it on its bum and um, throw it into one of its other models especially if that's like another oni yeah that's, that's just value city in terms of right okay there that's two models knocked down um they're out of the zone they are not enjoying life and that gives you <laughs> It gives you if you've got two models knocked down, then um, it gives you you've got a lot of ranged elements to then potentially benefit from that. Sure. So it's not 
Neo is more specialized. I think, I think that's probably the best way to think about it. More specialized. Okay. So Nico is your standard brawler. He is very good at what he does. Rio has a more specific set of skills. He's there to get in the way of your ranged knockdowns. He is in the way to just not go anywhere when there's a massive water buffalo charging you. Uh, <laughs> and, and just and just hit opposition, which would otherwise be quite difficult to 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 damage. Um, yeah. If you want to just really, I, I need that person one shot, and I know that I'm probably going to get a success level minimum five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, so as, as he gives you a, a very good consistency, um, but you have to kind of watch his limited pull of key and how you're going to use it and when you're going to use it. Because of all the abilities, both Nico and Rio are all active. Um, yeah, yeah. You are getting the advantage on them. The, you will be able to get your dodge off. Um, you won't be getting combo attacked. So if, if you're clever or the minimal player's unlucky or forced to do things via, I don't know, like say dominate or just board positioning has to address something mm. else. Really, you can you can avoid getting knocked down. You can avoid getting combo attacked. Um, so you have to. That's why it's maybe a bit more, a bit more um, specialization with Rio. In some that cases. makes sense. Um, whilst we're talking about the two samurai bros of the Minamoto clan, um, has Yuji ever featured in this list? Has he sort of trialed at any point and dropped, or has he just not not been one like the strong, just not what you need from him? Yuji, while good, like again, there, there's quite a lot of sort of Nico Yuji crossover, I suppose. Yeah. But Yuji's just more expensive and worse than Nico. That's <laughs> fair. He's just got less. He's got he's got no no. He, he provides one big hit, one strong hit, which mm. plenty of access to anyway. Um, a lot of times that push attack. He's got that push attack zero, which can be very useful in a positional game, but it's not like you're lacking it anywhere else. Yeah, I'm, I don't have it in front of me just now, but I'm, that's what, sorry, not to put you on the spot. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to put you on the spot or anything like that. I remember just curious oh, if uh, he's ever featured in your list. And you've gone away. <laughs> I can hear Hello? you. Can you? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. Um, Cool then. Never so, mind. Do you want to go back over Yuji then? Sorry. So what I was saying about Yuji is he's not cost efficient for the race, unfortunately. Um, okay. That is, I mean, he is more expensive, certainly. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's uh, 20 the 20 race, he doesn't have access to... He has one big strong hit, which you have numerous access to real effectively, like Rio, with his brutal, probably does more mm. damage. Probably. combo attack. You know, probably has equal damage for less rice. Um, he's yeah, just he's just the whole list is based on cost efficiency. There's a lot of models sure. here that are efficient, and UG isn't quite frankly. No, that's uh, fair. That is fair. Um, 
moving on from models then that aren't in your list to one that is uh we've already mentioned the dog balls so it makes sense to have a little chat about akemi akemi the mighty akemi um so he is a hero absolute <laughs> hero <laughs> he's a very again he's a very good generalist model he mm. fights well enough he does melee He's, I mean, obviously, it's not especially a speciality, but he's got reverse attack and stuff in there. Um, he's got three dice. He's got decent armor. He can soak well enough. Yeah. At a push, he can use just a scratch and take on opposition, which is probably significantly kind of above what you'd expect to be a team raid. Um, and his melee attack, his melee attack, his ranged attacks, while not spectacular, spectacular they're quite middling in terms of like the range and their damage output are very consistent he's, he's just he's just raining shots out just you know, I, think, I think it's more the the lightweight yeah that make, and, and the no reload marker or requirement is just i'm gonna stand here and run around at top speed throwing frisbees of doom at people yeah, consistency, just just round, round, and especially again if you put uh, the fire camis buff on them, you're getting. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, you're setting fire as well. Oh, that's also sh- he's a very good monster hunter. Because of that sharp. Because of the sharp, um, because of the lightweight, um, mm. and during that one turn of the game when you get into that like the third turn, and he can get his his combo throw off, his combo attack off. Um, yeah, I mean you can do it any time, but like generally rolling two dice for a ranged attack is not advisable where you can get away with it. Um, so it tends to be that third turn if you see like if you've got an Oni, if you've got like a big Tengu, um, if you've got a big Water Buffalo, um, and especially any they often have tough. Um, yeah, you get a good combo attack off on them. Um, at range. And potentially with a fire cami buff, if you've been, if you've managed to hold, if you managed to rein in your your bloodthirst and have that um, <laughs> um, close by to give him the buff, um, a combo attack where you've put off maybe one, two, maybe three fire one tokens. It's maybe not a lot, but it's, it's hey, they add up. Starting to sting at that point, um, especially if there's going to be follow up fire as well, um, yeah, and. The, the plus one going from the zero to the plus one when you're rolling it several times potentially also gets you an, an extra couple of points of uh, damage in there um mm. so he's just a consistent model in terms of he can hold out against people um who you might where 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 another range predominantly range based model would be overwhelmed akemi will more often than not hold his ground until someone comes to help him, basically. Yeah, or, having, having armor three on a ranged model is pretty disgraceful. <laughs> it has to be said. It's just kind of like getting in sort of out. One thing with the Ashigaru, it's if you go into uh, the Bushido Discord, which if you're not a member of, I can highly recommend. It is an excellent and very friendly community. But if you go onto the Minamoto wing of the Discord, and mention anything to do with Ashigaru, you will almost immediately be told that they're terrible, um, that the uh, they're not worth taking, and the I'm I'm doing them a disservice by the way. I'm exaggerating for comedic effect, um, but the crux of the argument here seems to be the key one stat 
and playing in a heavy fear meta. How do you find um, Akemi and fear and only having one dice to roll and things like that? Um, I mean, I would be lying to if I were to say it doesn't have its own drawbacks, um, mm. but they can often be mitigated. Um, like if you're looking at disguise, you're not going to go with you're going to have to get it removed from one of the other models, which is fine. Um, but the Minimoto obviously have benefits in that all their models almost universally have steadfast. Yep. Um, so even if they have um, got a bit of the fear, they can still commit themselves. They, they can still do what you still intended, even if it is going to be less effective than you'd want. Um, and also because they have leadership from uh, their blacksmiths. Yeah. They are less likely than other Ashigaru to fail it. Um, so. And I suppose with the Kemi, you know, you don't take a, a fear test for ranged attacks. No, I mean that's, and that's principally what you want him to be doing. He has weaknesses, um, as all that, models should. Yes, and that's that's fair. Um, and those are some of them. But I think his general utility. Um, and again, access to being immune immune to prone is quite useful, even when it's just, you know, when a ninja is coming up and he's gone for a wee sweep. And then you can, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just using like colloquialisms there. Um, no, I love it. Carry on, please. Um, when they've they've gone to try and like um, sweep a model, uh, one of your samurai, for instance, then Akemi can be like, oh, I'll, I'll take this shot because it's not going to do anything to me. Or... Mm. When Ghost comes in, okay, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to throw your model into this model. And you're like, well, it's it's unfortunate if they manage to throw it into one of your other models, but at least the Kemi is going to be standing there to um, throw throw Razor Frisbees back at them. Um, so that in itself is, is quite a useful attribute to have. Um, Fair. So, yeah, so. Fair. Um, so if there's nothing else on a Kemi, I think we move on to one of your side, what I understand to be one of your sideboard models. And it's certainly one of my favourite models in the game, which is um, Koshimori Yukio. Yeah, Yukio. Um, so Yukio was... Why is he in your list? Show you're working. Why is he in the list? That's fair. Right, okay. So he was in the list, as, again, to provide something that um, Minamoto don't easily or do not have flat access to in terms of control. Yeah. Uh, he is also a nuisance at times for just getting in the way and just being, nope, don't touch me, don't touch me. I'm going to stand here, I'm going to block this lane and you're not allowed to hurt me because of, well, it's key feet. Um, but generally he was there to say, I want to take control of that model and I'm going to run it into my samurai. I'm going to, <laughs> where it's going to be shot, it's going to have a whole bunch of shots rain down on it um, or it's going to attack your own models, it's going to, soak away activations which would otherwise be quite useful um, if you can control of certain ninja models um, especially some of the kind of the Blood Moon ones and when they're fighting each other that's, that's hilarious yeah it's very funny um, and obviously that can be applied to I don't know anything potentially like the Ryu models with like critical attack which could be um, quite amusing but yeah so and, and in games where I was potentially going to be suffering from a bay quite a lot, like if we're mm -hmm. 
eventually have Ryu um, controlled. Um, I could then counter control that. Um, so that was there. So he was very much a setup piece. Um, is was was the concept behind that? Um, yeah, I I I love him. Um, just the whole no, you can't hit me. No, you can't do that. Actually, this is what you can do. I for my faults, I really love that style of gameplay. Um, but the um, the vast majority of times. Much as I have done in other games, um, a well-known sports-based game that a lot of players came across from, moving your opponent's models into a horrible, horrible fight is a great way of killing things. Um, and unlike yep. in that game, they don't come back uh, in this one. Um, did he? Did he at any point come out to play during the Grandmasters tournament? Unfortunately, not. No, he was very much um, just observing, observing uh, the the fighting in this case. Um, he was there much like a lot of the sideboard. As I'm unhappy with this, with say, say the enemy setup, it has elements where has a lot of strong range defense. So Akemi's maybe not going to be as useful as he might otherwise be. Um, they're going to be say if playing into something which would not be easily engaged. Tengu, for instance, um, mm. playing certain dissension models. Um, <laughs> it might be that I wouldn't be able to easily get ranged attacks on them and mm. then use certain the, the key abilities. That in itself might be much more useful under certain circumstances, depending on the makeup of the list, depending on the scenario at hand, um, how how forced the dissension player might be to engage at any particular point so there's a lot of kind of consideration as to when he might be used um obviously you wouldn't play him into um anything as a lot of soul less you wouldn't necessarily play him into cult sure um, there are mostly limited options at that point um but yeah it was very much if someone's not going to fight and there's no way to make because as i said the list is very much about close range brawling there's a lot of mm-hmm. elements into it but they're shotgun ranged elements that they're like they're shot at you know minimum range two inches a lot of the time. Um, there, there's no there's no like the Zembo style shooting across the map. It's all done <laughs> range basically. Um, so if someone's not going to come out and play and you can't force them to come out and play, if he was there to kind of hopefully kind of mitigate that idea. And does he sort of just sort of go in for a Kemi as like the closest point match? Yes, basically. Um, he's okay. easy to kind of swap in and out um, without causing too much kind of disruption. Um, yeah, that the, makes the sense. The list. Um, there's still ranged elements and things like in it. Um, the fire cami are still very useful. They're very strong for their cost and they assist the Great Pilgrim. And that's, as we covered, the Great Pilgrim is kind of the linchpin. Um, so that makes it, sense. It's a Kemi or one of the samurai and the samurai there to, to form your bulk word um, against everything else. So they are not easily moved either. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I think that's I think that's Yukio done. Uh, so Minamoto Kajia, if uh, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that horrifically, but that's the way I'm going to say it. So let's say we're right. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Kajia is a controversial model, shall we say. Um, he's very effective 
um, for his race cost. Again, that's kind of a yeah, he really is. I mean, I must, <laughs> on the occasions when I play Minamoto, I must admit my Minamoto list is very different from yours. But hey, I'm not the win one winning Grandmasters tournaments. I um, mean, I tend to go for Haru just because I favour much more Ashigaru spam Minamoto, just because I like the idea of it. Um, mm. And Kajir, I've always been put off by purely because his um blade dedication has to go onto a friendly samurai but i guess for you that that doesn't matter no no i mean the the blade dedication is there i have only used blade dedication once i think and it was quite sad really yeah yeah people well most of the time he's using his key on when you cut a 25 point model in half with like one hit that i mean it's always fun but most people (laughs) are under pressure from the cami his role predominantly is getting as much mileage out of the cami as possible um, okay and the time he is positioning ironically to do scenario actions um even even as he rushes about with his very quick move of three um but predominantly he is there to provide inspiration and leadership benefits okay um, that's that's definitely his role, um, and he does it very very effectively at his race cost. Um, he's also weirdly, he's not a melee model, obviously, um, mm. but he is deceptively difficult to kill, especially for his race cost. Like there's plenty of models you would get backfield dive, and you'll knock a good. A good amount of his health off or you can say i do not want him to die i'm going to play just a scratch and now your mm. model has overcommitted itself in the backfield and uh, it's going to die um <laughs> so, probably <laughs> so he's just a very he's just exceptionally good for his cost um he's there to make models which are already very cost efficient um better fire cami obviously has his go-to um i much i magnitudes prefer them uh, to the metal cami um and we should talk fire cami in in a bit but we're getting there getting from going from two dice to three dice is a massive jump especially in ranged attacks yes um especially where a lot of those ranged attacks are having to be delivered at kind of maybe medium range maybe generally short range but you you don't have lightweight um so a lot of the time if you're just rolling your two dice you're only getting a a five, so getting a success level zero, or you maybe you miss entirely. But when you get up to three dice, you're getting up to sort of a five, six, seven, and at that point you're generally landing a success level two a lot of the time. So it, it makes a massive difference, such a such a big difference. And again, for the for the race cost, he gives out so much efficiency. He's making already good models, excellent he is giving out leadership and the rest of the time he's just getting up to those kind of midline objectives for sure. getting them getting them turned um, and if he, be, if he needs to exhaust another in, in the same way that Akemi can use his activations to waste kind of punch above his weight you could mm. theoretically and I have done it with Kijia I'll just go in I'll play just a scratch and go all defensive and mm-hmm. you've got a nine point model fighting a 20 point model and it takes two damage yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful just yeah, like, like i'm gonna i'm gonna tie up rashka for a turn and a bit yeah at this point 
Rashka is a very, very sad boy. Um, do you get much use out of Hadori finish? Do you know, like sort of getting that pierce onto a onto a model's weapon useful, or do you find that their own just sort of blunt force is all the anti armor tech do you need, or is like the base to base requirement on Hadori finish when he's a three move model just not work out for you? To, uh, to well, to put it this way, I forgot he had that until you mentioned it. <laughs> Um, if I gives you any indication, yeah, I, I think that's the question. <laughs> um, I mean, if it's there, but like his his key is more or less spent every turn just putting out that inspiration. So inspiration. I, I do not use it with any sort of um, consistency. That makes um, sense. Uh, we've mentioned them a few times, so we should probably talk about fire cami. Um, again, controversial. Uh, Fire Kami again. Yeah, but my um, first question: uh, How do you sleep at night? No. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> weirdly, Sound uh, with a big trophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I get it. Um, both times, them. but a bit hard to deal with sometimes. They are a nuisance. They are, in my opinion, by far and away the best cat. <sighs> They are, they're certainly, they're, they're the S-tier cami. Um, maybe only wind cami, in my mind, really compete in terms of overall. They're certainly, for, if you want an offensive cami mm. to to be doing, they are, you know, you, you're, you're going to struggle to find a better one. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, they are everything. So the, the, the access... Kami that Minamoto have are they're very much um, they're miles apart um, in terms of their uses. You've got your metal Kami, mm. fire Kami. Metal Kami represent a lot that you have already. They are slow. They are very difficult to. You can't move them. The durable. Yeah. Yep. But the as I said, they take they what are, five hits to kill. Four. Um, but yeah, they, four hits to go, yeah. But they represent very much what you have already. Mm. They are, yeah, they're, they're slow. They're, they're they're mediocre in melee, uh, so they don't actually bring a huge amount, in my opinion. To no, I think the the Earth Kami with their brutal are a better mm. melee Kami, and 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 that's I don't not saying that the Earth Kami is a fantastic melee cam, uh, melee model. But mm. it is a better melee model than the Kami of Tempered Iron if you want to hit something. If you want to be hit, then the, well, even then, the Earth ones at least regenerate. Um, but yes, so that's the problem in the, the metal Kami. Mm. You're not really getting into the midboard until the second turn, and it's the end of the second turn. But also, unfortunately, that's why they don't see as much use as the Fire Kami, who are, mm. as we talked about. The fire cami are very very fast. They are middling combatants. Um, they are mediocre shooters under normal circumstances. Um, they're fine for an eight rice model. Yes, it's very much his um, magnificence presence that um, that really kind of turns them up to eleven. Um, yeah. Again, much like the grey pilgrim, which they share a few attributes with. Um, they help you in certain matches to see through darkness, keep sort of Bakamono slightly more honest. 
Um, he again a lot of kind of range presence, or one of the one of the two puts out range presence because obviously only one of them has inspiration. Um, the other one tries its best, uh, or it stays back a wee bit to provide the buff for the following turn a lot of the time. Um, and they are just exceptionally good for their cost. They allow you to get into positions you wouldn't otherwise be able to. They allow you to get an extra board presence um, onto scenarios, um, and they allow you to make dives on backfield models because again they can charge a very long way potentially yep. uh, with inspiration so three dice to an exhausted um mage type um model with only one dice in melee um suddenly becomes very uh, frightful when there's uh, it gets that it's a very sad way shoe yes very much so um so there are certain models that if people aren't careful they can uh they can easily get dived by fire cami. So they're just an incredibly versatile um race investment. They've got <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they've got buffs. It's interesting because one of the things that uh we've talked about locally and I've talked with the lads from Roll Better, who if you've not heard, do a excellent gaming podcast as a whole and have recently started playing Bushido. These are people that I've known for a long time. I can highly recommend the podcast that they put out and um uh, say again. I started listening the other day when I was out walking. Yeah. The dog. Uh Dan Adams is a rules mechanic savant mm. um who I used to whenever I used to go around salute and we'd come across a new game, we'd all just get Dan to play the demo and tell if it was any good. Um, and, you know, part of various WTC teams, I trust his judgment implicitly on a number of topics. Uh, Barry is just a human ball of enthusiasm, which I love dearly. Um, and But whilst being the grumpiest man alive, which is a wonderful uh, oxymoron, uh, and uh, Matt somehow holds it all together. Good job, Matt. Uh, and John as well is a phenomenal gamer, so I can highly recommend listening to him. Bear in mind, each podcast is about five hours, so I imagine your dog is very tired, Al. Oh, <laughs> it's spread it out over a number of listens. But one of the things that we were talking about, and also I think I had discussed on the episode one with Jason, was that in the, almost like the conventional wisdom is camis are phenomenal investments at eight rice but the sweet spot appears to be one like anything like spending eight rice on cami great spending 16 rice on cami sort of moving to the territory of diminishing returns particularly when it comes to performing scenarios and things on that line so what is it about the fire cami um in your list that justifies having two of them because clearly you're right because <laughs> it's working and you've won the big boy trophy but mm. why is it that it it sort of moves away from that conventional wisdom because if you murder your opposition hard enough you don't need <laughs> to do scenario actions yes okay that makes sense i'm, I'm a little sad but <laughs> but is it just purely i'm going to make the gray pilgrim throw out fire as well as um stun i'm gonna have a chemi throw out flaming dog bowls it just they just turn up the other aspects of your list to weaken people in before the big boys get in they are yes i mean they certainly provide that and again the speed then allows you to 
as required, kind of put out a skirmish line, I suppose, in a way, if, if we want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like a refused flank. Yeah, so they, they, they can put a lot of pressure onto one model um, where you might not have otherwise been able to do so. Um, mm -hmm. So you might have four shots raining down on one model or a set of models um, or put, as when I was playing Andy not that long ago, um, yeah, even like a first turn dive into something like a water cami and just throwing all the shots at it because I yeah. want moved as soon as possible and it's that ability to strike at models that otherwise might not get attacked mm -hmm. and uh, take away like oh that, that that was quite important that had my um, tough model uh it's removed the healing from what was going to be like a very difficult model to remove mm -hmm. um and it just they just allow you to strike areas which might not easily be accessed or it, that it, makes sense do they benefit from like given how yeah as you said like the, if if your th if your model if your list had a theme that theme is is efficiency of cost mm. does that efficiency of cost lend itself to you being able to afford sixteen rice on fire cami? I mean that I mean yeah probably I mean mm. I mean the, if you were to say a bit of flex in the list you could take out um, one of the just the scratches because you have quite solid front line anyway um, yeah. but there so that that's really i suppose the, the main area of flex but just being able again but they also have because of the durable on the models inherently it just adds another kind of line of well this you're not going to instantly remove this model un, under most circumstances um, sure and it allows you to then the fact they have agile as well is also massive and um, so it means potentially if you go into melee at the start of or provide a screen within the first turn they have to then go hit a cami damage it get set on fire the cami then pulls back behind um samurai and then they have to try and get through the samurai thereafter and um, so they're just they're just incredibly versatile um, in terms of both defense and offense, and buffs, and cost. <laughs> oh, real good. Yeah, real. They're good. real good. <laughs> so that's it for for models in your list. So I've nerfed you them. then say again. I've, I've, I've almost definitely got them nerfed at this point. So um, almost definitely. <laughs> but it, it's all right like yeah you you can you get the option of releasing a new broken model so that's fine um not that any of the models in your list are broken far be it from me to insinuate such thing um so that's it for models in your list you do have a fair chunk of event cards and uh terrain cards so just to very quickly go through all of them as a whole you have bear hug what is not pronounced blessing of QAnon, but I always want to pronounce it that way. Um, <laughs> um, Blizzard, Celebration of Life, Hasty Bear, Just a Scratch Twice, uh, Rice Ball Barricades, and Sun Goddess Shrine. Of those, what is making it into your list the vast majority of the time? Um, the ones that were there every single time were Hasty Bear. Mm -hmm. the Ties coin for the pilgrim and uh, just a scratch for twice. Um, as I said, I under certain circumstances I could 
quite happily take just a scratch out of there. Mm-hmm. And in something like they they caught the way. So the standout one I think for us when I was sending you the 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 event cards would be something like um, the Sun Goddess Shrine. So where okay. you come up against death and decay, where you're going to be sure. zombies, is not likely you're and in my head, you're going to less you're going to be less likely to need just a scratch. You're not going to be struck with one big hit from Yeah, like, it's a death of a thousand a, cuts. Or something right. like that. Um so at that point, if you're placing a sun goddess shrine, center board, maybe at that point you also get rid of Hasty Bear or just a mm-hmm. scratch. And you could then produce the rice bill barricade and you can make it very difficult for that horde to manoeuvre very very difficult for the horde to manoeuvre and really mitigate the numbers so that's where that kind of tactical play would potentially I do, I do think Rice Bale Barricades is probably the best one rice in the game yes. um, and it's like whenever anyone posts up a list on the discord and they're like hey is this list competitive my first thing I look at is, is Rice Bale Barricades <laughs> in it because <laughs> I'll be honest. The only exception to that, I think, is the Ryujin list because Ryujin is effectively a mobile rice bale barricade, but he's yeah. thirty rice rather than one. Um, it's such a good card. And again, the Sun Goddess Shrine, and um, because it's yep. stuff list models, it was there for Ryujin. Um, stick that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, that and Queen of the Waves bounce. Yep. So then it had, they have to stand up. Um, uh, a witch, or I say witch, like a kind of uh, a non-melee based model to then destroy it, um, which then puts them it, it puts them in a poor position. They're going to be standing in the open in all likelihood um, at that point, and yeah, yeah. Will, they get lit up before um, raging can hopefully save them. But also, it, yeah, it forces their positioning. That model is then potentially in the way of raging. Obviously, Ryzen's got quite a large base, um, and they have mm. to play them. So basically, it causes issues. And the while that list, um, I say that list, the Queen of the Waves list, which has become slightly more popular recently. Oh, is, isn't that nice? I wonder what it, did that. Very <laughs> effective in its own way. Its damage output is not enough mm. to easily push no. through uh, um, a Minamoto defense. So the just scratch becomes less relevant, but and I, more... I think your list is in of itself a good counter to the Queen of the Waves list, and I say that begrudgingly as someone that plays that list. Mm. Um, just the sort of the range knockdown becomes less impactful when you have people that are immune to range knockdown. I mean that's it, isn't it? Um, they basically they run up and they they soak it as necessary. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good hard they... counter being immune to stuff. They, it's very, they would be very unhappy um, if it was a quick scoring scenario and they have to trudge through the difficult terrain. So if yeah. you can stop Ryojin getting into the midboard to apply said difficult terrain, then you're probably onto a winner. Or you're certainly Equally, like from... the ranged attacks that you do have, like you said, you know, you are not a sniper, you're a shotgun. Yeah. You want to be up close and Ryujin's ability is like, once you are up close, well, then everything's in cover. Hmm. I mean, that's it. Um, certainly, again, the Great Pilgrim's quite useful against Ryujin because the stun makes him... Yes, and he's huge. So yeah, yeah. even if 
even if like he is in combat, you shoot into combat and you're hitting him automatically because of the shooting into combat rules interacting with his size. Yes, correct. Or their size. Again, gendering a wave. Um, <laughs> Blizzard, when does that come out? Theoretically, uh, against a uh, ranged heavy presence, maybe Shiho with a whole Makes bunch sense. of... Um, maybe you play it into Tengu for an early scoring scenario and the placement's probably still going to be problematic. You could start to get tricky with, if you've taken away just a scratch, you could put a rice wheel barricade down, not because the Tengu can't get over it, but where they're going to land. Sure. So at that point you say, well, you can run, you can use all your placement effects now, um, you, but you, you can't run. Um, so maybe that's going to stop you, especially if that's interesting. Because like looking at the wording of Blizzard, and this is something I hadn't even considered would be the case, is that Cloudwalk doesn't really do anything. No, like, uh, like you know, you can. It's not like Blizzard is models which do not have Cloudwalk, which perhaps you might expect it to. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's slightly more Tengu tech than I was expecting. Um, especially because some Tengu players like to use one big burst of activation. They like to run, they like to place. Um, maybe they've got War Weary. Um, mm -hmm. But now you're going to come up, sh potentially you're going to come up shy. Um, mm -hmm. um, you're maybe movement six running up to nine, but now you're going to be a couple inches short of the objective you're hoping to be at on that first turn. Um, so it's a bit corner case, as is a lot of the. Hey, but I mean, if you've got a sideboard, like as I've frequently said, situational is not a dirty word, right? No, it's, it's not. What it's, there. it's what sideboards are for. Yeah. So if it gives uh, you room to get up the board yourself and then start mm. playing the game you want to play rather than the game they want to play, that's, yep. that's what it's there for. That's what this this just seems to be about: is dictating engagement and pace. Mm -hmm. uh celebration of life then um is that again sort of the death and decay lists of this world potentially um yes um and also because i hate ghost um <laughs> and if it's one of those scenarios where oh i want to um if, if they've gone a lot of sneaky and a lot and less beaty something mm. like i'm going to come on here and i'm going to prey on your shrine and then I'm going to go across and I'm going to use Vitality and I'm going to prey on your other shine. And you go, mm. no, not this turn, you're not. No, you're I'm, not. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm horribly out of position. Um, or I'm not necessarily out of position. Or, oh, well, how am I going to use this model? I'm going to have to engage. I'm going to have to use it to fight now. Which mm. means the following turn, they're less likely to get good scenario activations on you. Um, so that's that was kind of the, the thought process behind that. Um, it could be used for um, your uh, cult, um, but predominantly it was, it was for that. Um, for ghost. Ghost and, and anything, anything that's going to kind of that's effective, at like a backfield dive scenario, wise, um, it could be quite useful to kind of counteracting that. Um, Makes sense. Catch people um, off in terms of their position. Yeah, and then blessing of Carnon. Who is that? Like a. A Rio tech just to try and get rid of crit attack. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, shoot a whole bunch of uh, turn into a samurai off. Um, it's 
probably more beneficial not to get critted off the board. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, perfect. So that's I think that's everything in your list. So with the sort of the if we were to divide the scenarios into like the three categories of shrine zone and vim mm. um let's start at the back end what on, on the missions where you are able to choose your own vim who do you tend to go for and why perhaps or is vim not like a thing that you focus on due to your mobility um i mean perhaps unsurprisingly i would focus survivability over maneuverability um <laughs> i think you'd be right to do so so with that with that in mind i often take rio yep um just because rio is not an easy model to remove certainly mm -hmm. if you get if, if he gets sent kind of into that weaker state you've got just a scratch you've got hasty bear as he gets down into the last couple of health points you know exactly how much damage he's going to take bar maybe like poisons or uh, he takes double. a lot of killing he takes a lot of killing yes <laughs> it's nico does not go down easy but theoretically you could roll hideously and he could take a massive chunk of damage yeah. um, in one go and get and get one shot theoretically mm -hmm. could have the same but it's less likely to do so because pcb are because of so he's, he's he's just very hard to kill. So often that's the case. Um, so that's why I would generally favour him. Cool. And I guess the zonal games, you're very happy. Yes. Yes. Generally. <laughs> the, again, the reason it, it, it's it's a big moving shotgun. It trundles forward um, and applies all the pressure to generally one model at a time. Um, ideally. Sometimes that's not always the case, but it's a big brawling list. It thunders forward, it bullies the zone and forces people to come into engagements that are very unfavorable. Um, yeah. And are you sort of, I'm going to concentrate on two zones or I'm going to split my forces across all three? How do you tend to play it? Um, I think. I predominantly say I'm going to bully two of them. I might put like a token force, um, depending on I, the matchup. But ideally, I would look to move into two, make sure that they're mm -hmm. held early, remove some models. And then once there's the numbers have been kind of evened out, if they've got more or once the quality advantage is in the sort of Minimoto favor, then I'd maybe like sweep to the third. Um, is that makes sense. If, if there is a third. Um, and is yeah. that sort of like, I'm, I'm going to put a samurai in each and then pressure from, from ranged models? Yeah, sometimes. But then sometimes I would take Nico and Rio and just literally just cannonball them down the, the mm -hmm. middle. One model. Um, and then maybe Akemi would hold a flank. Yep. Because Akemi is not, as we've covered, is not going to die easily. Um, no. He survive longer than you might otherwise give him credit for. Um, and if you've got Nico and Rio um, going at opposition, the opposition tends not to last very long. Certainly, if they've already been. <laughs> um, it's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. Do you do you find that 
or if you were to give advice to newer Minamoto players that whilst um, Bear stands alone is an excellent rule, you shouldn't always fall into the mindset of having to activate it at all times and that sometimes it's perfectly acceptable to just tag team up and roll down a flank with two samurai. Yes, yes. I mean, that's that's where our, I suppose, knowledge of the game, knowing your opponent, knowing the scenario, how's the best to... It's excellent to have, and it was mm. very useful um, when Nico was fighting two pretty solid Shiho samurai. Um, mm. So it's it's good. You should be mindful that it exists, um, but it's not uh, such a defining trait that you need to make sure it's getting used. Um, ultimately, it's better to blunt force trauma your way to victory with having less opponents, um, and then it doesn't matter if you're because then you're definitely not being outnumbered if they're all dead. Yeah, so, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, the shrines, then, and I, I like normally I just sort of go from is quite a general and objective, but I'd also I think with Minamoto it's worth asking specifically about the six shrine missions. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you find them? What how do you sort of approach those games? Because that, if any, would be the weakest for Minamoto, I'm guessing. Yes. Um, again, that's fair. In that case, you are often looking to look, you to remove the opposition, quite frankly, um, because yeah, you yeah. do not have the maneuverability of something like the Dissension. Um, or ninjas, you, so you have to make sure they don't have those options. So you're looking to sweep away their backfield dive as soon mm-hmm. as possible. Or failing that, you're looking to bully the midboard, form a bulk word there, and saying, well, you're not getting past this. Um, or if you want to sit and brawl in the middle here, that's fine with me. Um, mm-hmm. And then kind of protecting your backfield at that point. Um, very rarely would you make a backfield dive unless you've managed to like steamroll through the opposition with enough strength which is possible because you've got two angry samurai which could potentially thunder through or you've got enough range pressure to remove the opposition and then maybe someone who's a bit faster the great pilgrim um or maybe if he's gone uncontested not he's faster but they can then use their time um to push it like in Akemi's case, he's moving consistently because he's not being bogged down melee. He's just throwing. He's just throwing his discs. He is still going his full four every turn. Maybe he's running um, when there's not an easy target. Um, the Great Pilgrim is maybe just using her natural speed to get up to the to the back objectives. But predominantly, you bully the midboard, stop the backfield dive as best you can, and that's where you would maybe make your your prayers and your your scenario actions on those items generally i think is the best way that i would play it generally and is that with whilst the double cami is phenomenal does having the double cami make the scenario action the scenario uh, missions even trickier because you've got uh, you know 16 rice of worth of models that can't uh, assist you in scoring points yeah and that's why um removing the opposition is strong and that's where our they have to kind of go up and they have to either dive the protectors of the mid or the backboard or they have to sweep or they have to provide that kind of sweep and 
cover against models that are, you know, your ninjas that are trying to go around the flank, they have to be the ones mm. that can engage them um, with their speed, um, with their ranged attacks when the, the rare attack chances you get to do those. Um, and that's where you have to utilize them. And at that point, someone like Kajia, even though he is slow, um, he's basically had to use his, what will be, I suppose, fourth activation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, yeah, four, four, nine, ten, <laughs> Yeah, so he can run, he can make 12, I think, because he runs, what, mm-hmm. four, nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so he can get to kind of the midboard um, for that kind of his scenario actions and then sits and spends the rest of the game quite often on the midboard just praying away if or um so yeah i mean there's no option for an easy backfield dive in the way that um certain dissension models um yeah and certain um tricks here those and then, wave, that kind of thing yeah th- th- those options are not there to you and um, so it's how do you stop that backfield dive while building the midboard because they ultimately like, they are going to separate themselves so severely as right some of my forces are going to stay at the back and then i've got backfield dive they've mm. themselves in quite a significant way while you have the potential to have a much more concentrated force yeah, yeah. you can either push forward or draw back as necessary um from the midboard so i think it's that. it's it's really interesting there's a there's a blog that i think i've talked about on this podcast before um and if not it's uh, high time i did it's for an entirely different game and it was written 20 years ago it's a magic the gathering um blog post uh, on star city games um and you can find it very easily just by googling the word who is the beatdown um and it talks about um identifying what role you are performing in this game um and it's one of the best sort of pieces of competitive gaming theory blog writing i've ever read and and have returned to it on several occasions um and it's interesting just listening to you speak there sort of really evokes uh the message that they point in there of just identifying who you are in this matchup what are you good at in this matchup what is my opponent good at in this matchup why why should I try and be my opponent and just playing to your own strengths and identifying your opponent's strengths and not falling into the trap of, of being them. Uh, so, you know, that's just like, it's a very simplistic way of answering the question. You just sort of, you know, you could have just said, Oh, I just kill everyone. Um, and I'm glad you didn't <laughs> because that was a much more sort of in depth and, um, an interesting result answer for it. So thank you for that. Um, well, thank you. last three questions, Al. Yes. Um, and I shall then go and let you walk the dog or whatever it is you're going to do on this Saturday morning. Um, who is it across the table that you really don't want to see? Like, was there any matchups that happened at Grandmasters that didn't happen that you're counting your lucky stars over? Who who do you not want to see across the table from you? Um, well, I suppose anyone who, like, themselves as a Grandmaster, you'd be like, ooh, well, this person... <laughs> Someone to be wary of. Um, but in terms of lists, I hate snares and I hate traps and they make <laughs> in the same way that fire can make other people miserable. Um, so I don't like that. So it might not surprise you when I say a villager's list. It's a, certainly a, a hot button topic at the moment. I think that's fair to say. Um... 
I was very surprised at the ruling on the rules discord that if you can just keep spamming and I don't mean that to sound derogatory, keep activating snare as long as you have the key without an additional trigger effect. But that's maybe my, I was quite unhappy. About that. I, I, I think that's me applying the logic and mechanics of other games into this one. And if that's the ruling that's been made, then fine. I accept that and we'll work around it in terms of meta in this building. It's still a bit of a surprise <laughs> that, um, that that was the case. I don't uh, and... Sorry to interrupt, but under circumstances where models are limited to, you know, their key pool, I've only got four key on me, um, it costs yeah. two. You're like, okay, that's fine. It's and then Believer you... comes along. Yeah, and then Believer, and you're like, oh, great. And then when you've got a massive, like, 30 key pool of Bakamono um, snares for going off one at a time when you have it in something like like the big ass bear as we um <laughs> Babs. where you know right okay i'll spend five key for you to do this five times and eventually you will fail it when you don't roll a five mm. you will automatically fail this and at that point the five cost is, is steep but you have saved one of your models from being eaten um, you've stopped scenario play. You've stopped the scenario presence. Sure. Point like it's very makes it's very, it means like those big cost models are much less likely to see my list, unfortunately, because I just can't afford to have that much investment just shut down by like an unlucky one key cost. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's interesting because. I am, a, I like to use the magic terminology, I am a mono blue player. I like counter spells. I like heavy control. Um, I like obey lists. I like having lots of control in my lists. Um, I can see the logic of the ruling. That's what it is. I'll move on from it. But I was surprised. I'd still really like to give the village a list a go because I think it's hilarious. Um, and there's a modicum of historical accuracy from a samurai documentary i was watching on netflix which admittedly was terrible but that was very very interesting um and they were literally called the bastions of the mountain army so i wonder if i did wonder if one had come from the other um uh, but yes i can see why you and many other people are not a big fan of playing against that list at the moment um did you come against it in in the grandmasters no, no, I, I was fortunate enough to make that. There we go. Better lucky but, than good. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. Like, I wouldn't, like, if it's, it's the traps, like, okay, so, and this, I mean, this seems this seems dumb when you actually say it out loud, because obviously everything's kind of based off dice rolls, but to have, like, your model stuck on the baseline for the first two turns because you can't roll above, like, five on your, your collective dice or... And I just find that inherently very frustrating. Um, That's fair. There's a, a friend of mine locally who uh, is convinced he has the worst dice luck at key moments. So there is a certain temptation to play the villager list. <laughs> just because if it was going to trigger anyone, it would trigger him very, very hard. And I would find yeah. that funny. So, sorry, Ellie. <laughs> but it's just because there's no there's no counterplay to it, ultimately, like the trap cards and stuff. Um, it's not like you can go, you know... I, as I said, like well, the group 
There is like um, um, I say and again. I say this is the control heavy player in Silverman Trade Syndicate. You do have the bright the bribery cards of where you could. It's just basically a counter spell of going. No, that event doesn't work, and that I think would be really funny. Uh, <laughs> so if if in your local meta the villager list has become particularly predominant, just start playing STS and start counter spelling traps. That that's fair. That's fair. Um, so there's there's limited options not within there you go <laughs> not within most factions um in the way that like say like your fan-based bodyguard model quite heavily mitigates the worst excesses of the great pilgrim there's just mm. do i roll bad um or do i roll good so that is a bad thing but like that's, I that's think it's really interesting because on a on a sort of more general overview of uh bushido compared to some other similar scaled skirmish miniatures game i genuinely think that bushido is more about asking the question than answering the question uh, mm -hmm. and i'd be interested to know your opinion like do you find that there are a lot of counter playlists or is it more a case of this is what i'm doing how are you going to respond in the moment i mean that's an interesting question the 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 mono build nature of bushido is i think probably more i don't know actually Coming from like a war machine background, like you mm. had several lists and you're like, you know, you had your list checking phase where you're like, oh, what are you going to go for? Um, <laughs> is, and certainly that was the way that I built this. I just to say, it, there's no hard counter to something like control, but there's a mm. lot more that are resistant to it. Kichi is resistant yeah, to yeah. it. Resistant to it, can do it to the Kami. So Rio is your one weak point, and you know, or you know, and Akemi. But if they get taken over, they get taken over. Like I'll just have to deal with it. Um. Mm -hmm. Um. So, and again, the list is a big ugly brawler, but it can deal with most circumstances. Um, sure. But obviously, not everything can address everything, and this is kind of like I suppose the villagers list is your kind of, or theoretically, is your your counter. In the same way that this is a counter to a lot of other lists, so that makes you know, sense. If, if if I would stop being whiny for a moment, um, I suppose that <laughs> you can have some salt. That's fine. The, the way I would look at it, um, but no, I don't have any easy counters to a list like that. If I make my rolls and I get off the board and it's just a straight fight, I, I think I'm quite happy. If I don't make my rolls and I've got half a warband fighting, like. A horde of um villagers that'll probably and water buffalo that'll probably be quite difficult um even for <laughs> even for a fair enough any motor samurai so if that's who you who you don't want to see across the table who do you want to see across the table um just just anything else really probably um, is it so the, the more... i i find it quite interesting the minamoto that coming across the more martial factions is actually great because they want to do exactly the same thing as you and get into a fight i mean yes i mean i think i've got there's not like a i would say oh this is going to be a steamroll um but there i have enough confidence in the list and its composition to go up against most things i don't necessarily love playing into jung because they can okay. be quite a thing um because of certain um, Jack Sparrow-esque uh, <laughs> uh, 
models who I find quite frustrating. But again, they are what they are. That's why there's probably so much range in it, just because I hate that. Um, yeah, so anything that can easily outmaneuver you or can skip away when you come to fight them might be quite difficult. Um, but again, there's quite a range heavy presence in the list. So that mitigates a lot of that. Um, a lot of the difficulties, I think, are mitigated by that. The big hardest one alongside the villagers list is ninjas, though. Yeah, um, going back to like a difficult matchup, the hard, the, the, yeah, because there's limited sixth sense and only the great pilgrim has it, and she is not a model that I want to just send into Malie to pin them down. And no, no, again, she's there for other reasons. Right. There for other reasons. Um, so she can still shoot stuff, but a lot of times the ninjas have got cover um, from various sources. Um, so that makes that quite difficult, and there's no way to easily engage on the ninjas. It takes mm -hmm. away a momentum, because um, if you can't fire your shotgun, then it's a lot less useful. Um, so they kind of rob you of that momentum that you would generally have. The only way that you can do that is if you are able to kind of force a sort of scenario engagement that makes them come to you. But a lot of time, mm -hmm. that's not something you can dictate, depending on the scenario. Um, or they can. It's, it's just a difficult one. It's a very reactive game. It changes the nature sure. of the fight um, quite significantly because generally you're absolutely steamrolling down the table, blasting away, hitting stuff with your big thug sticks and that's fine but then that gets kind of turned in its head and you're left reacting which the list is less it can do it just doesn't want to yeah, yeah fair fair final question al uh go to rice dish at the takeaway um i i eat quite a lot of rice um and so it's not an easy question i love like uh, like a yakitori salmon like rice bowl that's quite nice okay uh, um but I, I will put I, I will eat most things that are put in front of me quite happily um so, <laughs> yeah we, we do right. eat a lot of rice love that love that al thank you very much for spending uh two hours on a saturday morning talking bushido with me i very much appreciate it and once again congratulations obviously one of the Apart from the prestige and the honour and the, the, the I'm, I'm sure, no doubt, small, no small degree of self-satisfaction of mm -hmm. winning a Grandmasters tournament is the the prize offered to you um, ha, based around designing your own model. Are you able to offer any kind of inclination or clue as to what you'd be going for? So I would say just to, you know to get a wee bit of the hype train going um <laughs> a, the model in question in terms of background is maybe a stalwart enemy of the bakamono we're gonna go oh. along um sort of a uh, that bit of uh, the lore and you might find her quite illuminating <laughs> what's that mean <laughs> Cue uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme at this point. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, uh, perfect. Uh, I look forward to seeing whatever kind of ridiculous model you've come up with, as long as it's not a ghost bear. Um, 
Mm. Anything else? Oh, <laughs> love that. Perfect. Um, yeah, cheers, dude. Really appreciate you coming on. And uh, until next time, handy listeners, such as you are, I need a better outro.